Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Specialty assets. So specialty built purposely built for a particular type of tenant childcare center petrol stations uh, sometimes for universities colleges as well as uh, some purposely fitted buildings like warehouses for large format logistics type of tenants should you invest in those or should you invest in a more versatile property tune in for this podcast and let me show you the difference Purposely built assets, specific assets built and fitted out, renovated specifically for your tenant's purpose. Childcare centers, petrol stations, large format warehouses for a specific type of tenants, uh, as well as some universities and colleges. So should you or should you not invest in them? Now, when we started out looking at commercial property, most people think of the big, bright, shiny objects like childcare centers, petrol stations as the way to go, except they cost multiple millions of dollars and the yield's really, really low. So you start to think, are they really worth it? Should I be chasing that dream or should I be looking at something that's more versatile? Well, you see, if you were looking at a property that is specifically built, what that means is that typically when it was green fields, it had a developer or or a vendor who wanted to sell the property in the future to an investor but started out looking for a tenant so the tenant then gave them specifications about what they want done and then they got the property built and this might have taken you know 18 months two years or sometimes three years to build something like this and during that time the heads of agreement binding heads of agreement has been signed which agrees to how much rent the tenant is going to pay how much uh outgoings the tenants are going to pay and what kind of maintenance they're going to do on that property in the future the upside for the tenant is that it's very purposely built they're most likely going to stay there for a long long time and that for them it fits everything they need so for them it is more difficult for them to move than it is for them to stay there however one of the downside is if there is a turn or change in the economy, if things change and, for example, that business becomes obsolete or that there's less demand of that, then what you'll find is that it's really hard to repurpose that building. So, for example, if you try to repurpose, like, for example, now we see lots of cinemas out in regional areas or sometimes even in, in metro areas, but how do you repurpose a cinema? Uh, sometimes people have put bank buildings in there, they put art galleries in there, community centres in there. But the other thing is, how do you repurpose one of those old bank buildings? Uh, in Sydney CBD, we see them, we see the old um, post office there. Now they're big retail shopping brands who are in there. It takes... N- hundreds of thousands of dollars to reconvert these properties to a fit for purpose or more versatile uh, I guess more versatile property and more versatile environment to attract a different type of tenant now what if now retail is going to go because of the COVID and because of the demand of online shopping what's going to happen to those buildings how do they repurpose that for something else if they were to repurpose that into a restaurant or a entertainment destination then that's again going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars so when you're looking at buying a purposely fit 
property and building you've got to have a long-term strategy do you hold for five years do you hold it for 10 years renew the lease and then on sell personally that's probably what i would do or alternatively a lot of people buy them in residential areas thinking that the land value will go up so in the future you will then use that property uh where the land is and actually you know knock down what's existingly there and build potentially townhouses or units on there as we go more up with our density and population so that's also a good strategy as long as you have a strategy for commercial property especially this the ones that are specifically built that is the most important of all so moving forward when you're thinking of purposely built properties the best thing is about looking at it from two points of view. Firstly, the return's gonna be very low, but you're trading that low return for security. So that means that if you didn't have the tenant in there, then it'll be harder for you to repurpose. But on the other side, the tenant, because it's built for them, is likely to stay twice as long as other normal tenants would. So what that means for you is that you are going to get the benefit of that longevity of that tenant. So a tenant who normally stays 10 years might stay 20 years and that may be more than enough for you to recruit the cost of that business of that property and what you've paid in terms of maintenance and building costs on that property and if that's the case and you'll pick up capital gains along the way then the lower returns are worth it and the ultimate exit strategy is worth it so you've got to compare what you want to do and want to achieve in your portfolio and how this property fits into your portfolio overall Coming to a different point, if you are looking at something like a petrol station, for example, one of the things that you have to be aware of is the tanks underneath. One day when we are in electronic cars and we no longer need petrol stations, and that may be 15 years down the track or 25 years down the track, I think at some place we'll always need petrol, but these stations can be repurposed to be electronic charging stations. They can be repurposed for a destination tenant. They can be uh, knocked down and built townhouses and units above one of the things that you have to be aware of with something like that is the tanks underneath so is it on the environmental contamination register is it um it it does it is it concreted in properly filled properly when when it was decommissioned uh, or if you're the owner of it it could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to actually decommission that petrol station in the future to make sure it doesn't leak before you could unsell it so there's one of the particulars about petrol station is that they're great when they're running because they continue to run they continue with a good brand name and uh, it in a good location you're always almost going to have a tenant now the tenant who operates it might change from time to time but once it's built as a petrol station it will forever be a petrol station until the day you decommission it which means that it may be in if you're in metro area a time where we stop using petrol it may be in a regional area when that when you get a bypass or people no longer travel that route anymore so that's the only time something of that would be decommissioned which means that you've got to have a bit more foresight to see what you're going to do with this property in the long term if you're buying a childcare center that is also fit for purpose a lot of time is built for it uh, it was approved and there are specialty consultants who do childcare centers and the operators usually come in and say look for 60 kids or 90 kids or 75 kids this is what we want we might want two playgrounds we want an indoor area we need a bathroom here we need a play area here we need like a um, nursery so you have to purposely build all of that now for you to reconvert that to something else will be very very difficult so typically what happens happens with childcare centers is that if the operator was not going to operate or go bust or 
or something's going to happen to them they typically get bought out by another chain or they're taken over by other operators so the business gets sold and the they continue to take over the lease now there may be a renegotiation of renegotiation of the lease at some point you might find the rental increases and that the maintenance costs on the building after say 10 or 15 years the wear and tear is too much and that your tenant stops maintaining it and they struck a new lease for you to do an, uh, an upgrade onto that property i mean these are some of the costs you have to put aside in case in the future you need to do the upgrades and i'm talking maybe 20 years down the track uh, child care centers, of course, is very straightforward. They're very easy to sell. It's a very tradable commodity in the market, and they're constantly compressing in yields at the moment. So where you would see a 6 or 7% in a normal property, in a child care center, you'll typically uh, see 2% less. So, you know, a 4 or 5%. And um, in metro areas, you might see 3 or 2% returns even for childcare centre. And what people are trading is that they're trading the security, they're trading the fact that it is a triple net lease, which means the tenant pays all the outgoings, including maintenance. There's literally no due diligence to be done on the property. Uh, and as long as your tenants continue to pay rent, get government subsidies, they are likely to be there forever. The only time they will change is then when they outgrow that centre. So for example, it's for 40 kids and they need it for 60 kids. That's probably when they would want to outgrow grow and change to a different location but of course like anything else if you were to repurpose that it'd be very very hard to repurpose and most of the time people will keep it for the longevity of when the for the time the tenants there they look to knock down and build residential on the actual land what if you've got warehouse tenants? What if the warehouse tenants are special purpose warehouse tenants? So these can be loft and logistic type tenants. So things like if you had a, a DHL, you have an Amazon, uh, someone like that who's large format branded name tenant at all, you'll find that their warehouse can be, you know, five, six thousand square meters and more. For example, when Costco built theirs, it was 60,000 square meters. And that was that's a massive three, four story building that they're building, purposely built for them. Uh, so if you are getting one of these warehouse type tenants, what you might find is that they've got specialty hoists, specialty equipment they need to attach to the actual fittings of the property. And as such, uh, you'll find that it will cost you a lot of money to actually remove it. So often there is a make good clause in the contract, or sorry, in the lease, to make sure that the tenant actually take care of it but once that's actually done even after the make good you'll find that the property the wear and tear on that property will need significant upgrade so which means that when you are coming to upgrade a property like this 10 years 20 years down the track you are most likely might feel that the property is better off uh either totally gutted and start again or demolished and rebuilt so that you could get a better lot of tenant coming through as well into the future so with with warehouses because warehouses if it's special purpose warehouse a special purpose warehouse itself uh, will be built for purpose sometimes you'll have a certain type of uh, a um, coverage on the property on the land the land will be used for whether you know parking trucks whether they put some of their stock on there uh, so one of the things you've got to look at is contamination so for example if you had a tire shop once i visited a tire shop in uh, regional victoria and they had land next door to it where they're basically storing all their tires now with tire shops uh, sometimes the if they're doing for the example this one was on retreading there's chemicals in there and so they're on again it's check on the environmental register to see if they actually uh, will 
um, if they actually will uh, will actually comply to the code, whether they actually uh, are on the register or whether they can be removed off the register and all the reasons why. Uh, again, this is because previously tire shops and printing shops used to be on the environmental register because they use a lot of chemicals. Now, of course, they use less chemicals. So it could be a process to get them removed, but it's certainly worthwhile to get them removed. So... If you are looking at these purposely built properties, just be aware that there is a capital cost component to it in the future uh, and that there is a lower yield at the front. But you are going to get extreme stability. You are going to get capital growth in the future. So if you play your cards right, you could be in and out of it before it costing you too much money. So uh, you can go in there, make significant capital gains as the market compresses and cash out again at the peak. So that's one of the strategies. Alternatively, if this sounds like like it's too expensive where you don't want to be spending three to five million dollars on buying a childcare center or a petrol station then perhaps scaling that back to one to two million dollars and buying a more versatile property so you can buy a warehouse property you can go regional or buy a freestanding property with a good with a good yield and multi-tenanted uh, you could go to a uh, you could go to metro areas and buy uh, a whole floor uh, there. So there's lots and lots of options when you're looking at the the versatility of buying something that's different and that has your normal run-of-the-mill tenant. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to look at uh, what is your long-term goal. If your long-term goal is you want to hold the property forever and that you want to make sure that the property continues to perform, then getting a property with a tenant that is versatile. So say, for example, it's a restaurant tenant, always been a restaurant, never really had a vacancy, never had a problem tenanting it. Then you could go from a Chinese restaurant to an Italian restaurant to a Spanish restaurant restaurant to an Indian restaurant as long as it remains a restaurant it will always be you'll always have a tenant and that may be the key because that means that in longevity you always have a tenant the rent will continue to grow the area will gentrify more and more people want to come to that area the value of your property continue to grow in fact this is what happened to us nine years ago one of the first properties that we bought was a restaurant Japanese restaurant property in Mount Street in North Sydney it's a small 55 square meter restaurant property and it has never been anything else but a Japanese restaurant. It survived through COVID. We gave them some discounts, but they're back again at full rental. Uh, the rent's actually gone up each and every year by 5%. And we found that over time, because the area gentrified, there is, when you come to Mark River, there's a, there was a significant jump in the rent that we could have put it up by an extra 20%, which we didn't, to be equitable to our tenant. But having said that, we bought into Sydney in 2012 at about 8% yield today that property is compressed the yield in the market is compressed to about four and a half so that property is today worth about $950,000. So we bought it for $350,000. Uh, for nine years, we held it. We got capital gains uh, all the way through plus cash flow. And today, uh, we're just taking that property to auction. Uh, we're going to be selling it at above $950,000. So for someone that is double your 150% increase in the value of that property over nine years. So when they tell you there's no capital growth in the commercial property, it's because you don't know actually where to buy. 
So looking back, if you're looking at specialist type of properties, uh, then definitely childcare, uh, petrol stations, large format warehouses are the type of properties that give you extreme security, but you sacrifice the yield or the cash flow on it. And you've got to also budget for capital works in the future should your tenant ever leave. And I'm talking long term in the 20 years if you intend to hold it for a long time. But you can be in and out of it and that can give you good capital growth. If you are looking at something that's more versatile, something that's a long-term hold, something that is potentially you could add value to, then a property that's more versatile is going to be the answer for you. And that versatility is going to uh, allow you to work on that property, make the property a better property over time. Even as the area gentrifies, you can put the rents up. Even if it's a set and forget property, uh, you can put the rents up or you can look at maybe a courtyard expansion or maybe a storage expansion for your tenants to charge them more for a more letable area. So there's multiple ways of achieving your goal in, in commercial property. You don't have to buy a purposely built specific type of uh, tenant or property but if that's the route you want to go down you want to have a brand name tenant you want to have a tenant in a location that will never move then your brand name tenants are the type of tenants and you will pay for it by a much lower yield in this current market none of these brand name tenants are going to give you above seven percent they're all going to be below seven percent most of them are below six percent uh, and in metro areas like sydney and melbourne you're going to see it being below four percent as well so have a think about it, whether you want cash flow or you want that kind of security. If you're looking for cash flow, then a similar tenant uh, who is not brand name in the same location could give you 2 or 3% more in terms of more cash flow in your pocket. And finally, if you're not sure if it's the right move for you or which commercial property you should buy, uh, reach out to me at helentarrant.com or helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au and I look forward to helping you in your commercial property journey. We can jump on a strategy call and I can mentor you through the process. My specialist buyer's agency service will be able to map out for you a journey of how you can achieve financial freedom through commercial property. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.